0: BlueNile.com.
2: Hello, everyone. Helen here. Today I'm here to tell you about Selene, a podcast recently launched on the RQ Network. Step into Celine, a city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels, and eerie sleepwalkers. Meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey, and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humour with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. And now, you can experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. So, search Celine wherever you get your podcasts, that's S-E-L-E-N-E, or visit www.rustyquill.com
3: for more information. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. H.P. Starcraft, Bailey Anderson, Bob Wallace, Anne, Jane Belinskaya, Alexander Vane, Ben Bloomquist, Liam McLaughlin, Nathan Lake Star, Brenna DeLune. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith. No, wait. No, <laughs> wait. That's just the name that comes first. Sorry, <laughs> I know. He's not here right now, that's really confusing. All change is bad. I'm, I'm struggling. Might <laughs> just pretend to be him. You know yeah. what? We've got such um, similar voices. I'm sure that'll be fine and won't cool. make me, like, jump off something cool. high quickly. Brin Monroe. Monroe, Okay. <laughs>
4: Ben Meredith no.
3: <laughs> I'm Ben Meredith
4: I'm Ben Meredith <laughs> No
3: one's Ben Meredith
4: <laughs> Ben is gone
5: Yes We ate him
4: As in like He got to get trained Yeah I'm Lydia Nicholas <laughs> There we
5: go
2: And I'm Helen Gould And I'm not messing about
0: <laughs> <laughs> So you've Ooh, um, Zing Ooh.
3: <laughs> so you may have noticed that I'm playing this a little bit little bit calmer than normal And that's because we're doing a long overdue metacast We haven't done these in ages and we're just going to do another one Shake We didn't do one bit.
5: since the last season break Yeah, I know which, And this is the longest season as well by a, by This season long... was like 40
3: something episodes It's really hard planning an episode like length when you don't know what your players are doing actually that's quite relevant to what we're about to be discussing (laughs) so we are actually covering today long-term play so a lot of the stuff we covered initially was like you know this is how you play the game these are the sort of how the classes play out and some of the stuff has been event-based like how do you deal with a character dying or a new player entering and so on Mm -hmm. we haven't really done much about long-term play so things where it's like how do you sustain a character over a real long arc?
5: I mean, um, we've been playing this, this campaign four years. Yeah,
3: which. Like,
4: some is of a my thing. friends weren't born then. <laughs> 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 like, and I mean that literally. Like, there are babies born since then. James's James child. That, yeah. yeah. Well done for Free Empty, where I was going there. Who's now old <laughs> enough that we have in jokes.
5: <laughs> right?
3: It's, that, that's how long it's been. It's distressing to me that when I set up the podcast right at the beginning, I actually tried to have a conversation and I had to explain to a bunch of people like what RPGs were mm. and stuff because times, they, they changed. Actual play was a niche that basically no one was do like yeah. A lot of things happened, but anyway, anyway. So we're going to be discussing that. Mm. And then um, in the second half, we're also going to be discussing a bunch of stuff to do with what shape of things are going to look like going forward because... When you hit those high levels, things change and you got all this character baggage that you're lugging around that you got (laughs) to deal with as well. I'll discuss some things about how to how to run stuff, but also as players, things to watch out for and things like that.
4: Bags of holding, but for emotion.
3: Bags of holding, best thing (laughs) I I ever introduced. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's what therapy is. A therapist is a bag of holding. how, How
3: is there not an item called emotional baggage? That's How is that game. not a thing?
2: No, that that should be like a, an effect. Oh yeah,
5: absolutely.
3: Like, to
2: inflict on someone. It,
4: surely it should be a familiar. It's just, yeah, just, like, it's just you a Suitcase that has moods.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the, the luggage from Terry Pratchett. Nice. I the
3: so only mood is homicidal rage. Yes. <laughs> so, going into like, I'm going to open the floor for this one instead of just going through my normal bullet point lists. So, you've all played characters for a long time now, including like you, Helen people still sort of think of you as like the fresh new like you're the new toy for everyone you've been playing with us for like what a, a year and a bit yeah. something like that. Is it's think- a whole year
2: My words. yeah i, I see? started in a, in autumn like september or october yeah I yeah think. so i think it's been so a year and a year, and a, a few year and a few months coming on
3: to a year and a half year oh and a my half word, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. so you've all done the long-term play thing
2: i still i still think of myself as fresh and new
3: <laughs> question time for all of you then having done the long-term play thing, I'm going to go around the table, not necessarily in order, what do you think has been the hardest thing that comes with playing long-term from your perspective? So, as an example, it could be something like, I know what Ben's would be right here. Stop picking characters whose voices hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Or accents you can't maintain. It's terrible. Don't do that. Like... I, I have had this talk with Ben before and he's like, yeah, I keep doing that. I, w- I wish I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> so for the rest of you, though, like you run a game longer than most people really get the chance to. That's something mm-hmm. to bear in mind as well. Like I haven't heard of many groups that manage to sustain games for this long. So is there anything that has sort of caught you as it's been going on where it's like I underestimated that as a problem or this is something where it, it wasn't an issue. But as it's gone on, it has become one.
2: Having to adapt my idea of the character to what was actually happening in the game because I had much grander ideas of like who Azu was and then she kept rolling badly at stuff and I was like yeah. okay so I guess she's really awkward
3: Only <laughs> like- consolation you, you, you just kind of deviated to the norm for all of us It <laughs> <laughs> was just an awkward bunch but yeah I, I see what you mean with that one
2: because like I had to be I,
5: had I mean be- Azu's the most awkward though
3: oh nice Oh, Yay. but Azu came in so like austere at first it's all like hello yeah. This is me, and then it was like also oh, this is Fairhands. How cool is this?
2: Yeah, because like my idea was she, she was very dedicated, and yeah. I th- I thought of her quite seriously. Yeah, and I thought of Fairhands as being like an actual kind of like maybe a rival in terms of like she was going to prove herself, but like it turned into fan. <laughs> 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 and then on, I was like, right, she can't be serious. She's not a very serious person. <laughs> and then she actually did have to get serious because loads of horrible things kept happening and now right now i'm thinking how am i gonna have her deal with all the horrible things that have happened
3: seriousness does it doesn't come to you you're not born with seriousness it's thrust upon (laughs) you in the fiery (laughs) forge of play but i do see what you mean with that i Mm. mean it you actually have lent in immediately into something that's really important if you're going to play a long-term character and if you know you're going to play like Obviously, sometimes you start playing something and you assume it'll fail and things keep going or whatever, but a lot of it is a character isn't a static thing. Yeah. And in short-term play, bizarrely, all of the tricks that you use to really hit the ground running is like, I have a strong idea of who this character is, great, let's go, you play four sessions, fantastic, let's leave. The person who's playing super loose and reactive in a short-term play tends to come across as a little bit like, don't really know where to go with the character, whereas when you're doing real long-term play, it's got to be mm. reactive. It's more about building a bunch of components so that you can guess how this person would react rather than being mm. like, as it was a serious person from the go. Everything I do must reinforce that Azu is serious. (laughs) Like, you've got to react to a degree.
2: And yet, I really admire the way that Ben plays with Grizzop
3: because... Fascistically. Huh? That's a word, right?
2: Stochastically, do you mean?
3: I was good. You know what? Sure, it's all good. <laughs> I, I said fascistically. Oh,
4: fascistically! Sorry, I thought you said shistically, and I was like, "Oh, that's, I've made that's that, f- that." I've made that pronunciation mistake. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but like, yeah,
2: he's got a really, really strong idea of who Griselp is as a person, and he sticks to it no matter what. And like, I I know that there are times where I have not been able to do that, I I think.
3: From a GM's perspective, that does carry a a downside as well, which is, like, I know Ben, and I know how Ben (laughs) plays, which is Ben stands at the top of Pride Rock, he casts his eye around, and then he points out and he goes, there, that is the hill I shall plant my flag, and that is the hill I shall die on, no matter what happens yeah. and no matter where the campaign goes
4: I like it when we talk about our friends that can't defend themselves <laughs> <That is> great. <laughs> it's great well, really, it's he's the,
2: he's the way I think you're right because I've spoken to Isn't other people his moustache silly <laughs> whoa <laughs> let go there because remember that time that he shaved it off
4: and we were all like oh, oh it was wrong, <laughs> I, oh, wrong. I only oh, say wrong. that because obviously the moustache
3: works then yes, with our is. facial hair was wrong oh,
4: yeah was really wrong really you're just saying that because it made him more easily confused with you
3: no I just. It, just, it, just, it was wrong. Half of his face was missing, mm. but then he grew it back, so it's okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. But
3: yeah, like I've, I've talked to other people
2: who have GM'd Ben, and they've said the same thing. It's that how he like, rolls. He will pick on something and stick
3: to it. Like, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it it's, it's a style of play, but it's not that he ignores the campaign that's going on. So a good example is we always discussed when Grizzop was coming in that he was um, sort of something that I call like an accelerant character. Mm. So it's like someone whose build deliberately encourages movement. So Bertie filled that role. For all of his horrendousness, he was openly like, what's your thing? I get bored easily. I get bored easily. I am goal-oriented. It doesn't matter, but Mm. you need at least one person in the party who's like, we have to keep doing things. Yeah, Yeah. several
4: times we actually could feel with Bertie, I remember, like, I felt safe getting stuck into the details of things because that felt like a right choice for Sasha because I knew that James would interrupt me, which he did a couple of times, like, bored now! And that was the right pacing. And that's the thing of having done, like, the improv for so many years with, like, James, that from... The beginning, I could be like, "Oh, my character at this point is playing this game with the awareness that this other game is going to be played." Yeah, yeah, mm. and therefore, and so it's it's cool to then see that structure like continue in lots of different people and ways.
3: That reaction as well is about plays interacting with one another. So mm-hmm. another thing to bear in mind with Azu is, regardless of where you came in and what you hope for the character, I don't think it's like played out badly or anything. But no, definitely you- not. I love You that. were almost <laughs> oh, physically forced into becoming the heart of the group.
2: Oh, my gosh.
3: Because Hamid's, <laughs> Hamid's sort of, despite everything that's happened, still sort of rocking almost the coming-of-age narrative. Obviously, we know what Sasha's deal is and we know Grizzop hasn't really...
2: Grizzop is the legs of the group. Always, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. So the thing is, is that there are sort of character holes in a group. A lot of people are like, oh, you need know, you to do DPS support or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, fair. Mm. But also, you will gravitate to the hole that's in a group and the group, even if they're not aware of it, will create that hole for you. So it's mm. like, whether you wanted to or not, you turn into hugging a lot quick. And it was because everything had been miserable mm. and th- there was an opening for someone lovely. Yeah. If you'd have tried to play super hardcore badass... I think there'd have been a lot of friction because it wasn't the space. Like you would be trying to put a triangle into a square hole, if you know what I mean. I,
2: I, yeah, I think that's right. And also I, I have two modes when I'm playing. I think I've said this before. And one is like super angry, badass person. <laughs> yeah. And one is very lovely and optimistic person.
0: Mm. Um, I think
2: Azu has a bit of both. She can be a badass. I and mean, that's that's the, that's the joy of playing those two modes. You mm. can search into them <laughs>
3: at will. But then you jump into like the stuff that's happened in Rome and so on where you get things that I like to think of as, like, pivot points, mm. which is where the game has changed. So, for instance, it could be that the group now doesn't need a heart. Mm. Let's say, I don't know, hypothetically, since... We just need fire, earth, and water. <laughs> Honestly, like... It's that- not going to summon Captain Planet, Alex! <laughs> Captain we still Planet. need a heart! Captain Planet's already basically aerobic by this point. Like, <laughs> no, it, it, a lot of it is, though, that reactive thing, mm. is you could still now lose that part of you and become something else and it would still work
2: I agree. I I have a real thing for
3: people getting broken, I guess. <laughs> it's I not too late to get Sharpie and right angst on your big pink axe.
2: <laughs> Next to no shouting,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only whispering from now on. Um <laughs> Only angry whispering. <laughs>
3: how about other players, things that you've noticed come up over long-term play, either that you were expecting or weren't that are the kind of thing that you would never run into in a short term?
4: Well, I, at the very beginning, had, like, an arc idea for Sasha, but it was a very flexible one, right? So I thought, this person's risk is Batman, right? We talked about this quite a lot. Like, her issue is, can she trust people and build those relationships enough to not turn into angry vengeance of the night and it's sort of interesting seeing how that has played out i i get a bit of a i mean we could talk about this could lead into a discussion of character fatigue i suppose oh no
3: that's absolutely yeah like, relevant
4: so my thing is i'd never i hadn't played much role playing games before this and so i deliberately picked a character who was very much like me i made very few character choices basically i think sasha is me if i'd got into sword fighting rather than theater as a teenager <laughs> <laughs> hmm pretty everyone here is checks sort out. Of, yeah everyone here is sort of
2: I'm, I don't know. I think I think there are more layers to you than that. <laughs> There's a lot like, of
4: layers to Sasha, but it's... oh, uh,
3: what if we took Lydia's best friend and put her brain in a jar?
2: Oh, okay, yeah, that,
0: that yeah. Like, right, yeah. The,
4: the 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 algorithm is complete. Um, but because I knew it would be hard to do one thing for years, basically, I've done a lot of improv if not role-playing games and I know about the sort of choices that you can sustain and the sort of ones that work for punchy short things and I thought well this is a character where I've set up these like big long-term emotional arcs and story hooks and I feel like quite a lot of hers got complete like I almost felt like that moment where she forgave Barrett. Was like, Mm,
5: that was really powerful. I'm sort of. Did feel like a big, big mm, sense of closure.
4: Yeah, like, and now there's a lot more to do. And this is the irritating thing for anyone out there who is dealing with trauma. There's a lot of things you're like, oh, I've had this massive moment of closure. Oh, and then I've got to keep on living
2: Mm. and like
4: live with the knowledge of these scars, but like not in a, oh, I'm in a crisis kind of way. You've just got to keep living.
3: You're you're right, Homing on the Barrett thing, because that was deliberately built by me yeah. to be a pivot point. Yeah. Which is there were two ways that I could realistically go is one, Sasha completely shifts gear in some way. Yeah. As to what that is, I don't know. Kill happy, yeah. completely lovely. I didn't it didn't really yeah. matter, but that, yeah. that option was there. Or the other option is you, you sort of stay the same gradually. But when you're hitting a pivot point and you stay the same i tend to notice that's when that fatigue can start to come in because yeah if you don't gear shift you, you you do end up sort of running to the logical conclusion of that sort of character's arc to a degree yeah. so like hamid's a good example of one where he's has big hasn't, changes he's had yeah. big ones but his have been reactive still mm. so like sister death mm. led to him actually getting more serious and less faffy mm. but that is a pivot point that was again engineered for Hamid mm. and I think if he'd have stayed the same mm. he'd have been the same as like I'm I'm running out of places to go with this character mm. and every character has to face those pivot points but the, it's pretty much a, a binary choice between you know a, a, a adopt adapt improve you know change or die mm. and I don't mean that in the sense of like if you just stick with it your character is doomed it's just that I tend to see people run into that struggling to keep a character going when they don't leap on that pivot as a
4: like There were were lots of big changes, but it was like a gradual learning to trust Mm. with lots of knockbacks, Mm. which is why it was almost more of a big thing for her when the squizzard turned up than uh, in in Cairo. Because that was like, oh, I thought I was doing quite well and she was really happy. And then it's like, that was the massive blow. And then, yeah, it's that sort of like, oh, I've accepted and I've forgiven that. But this is the thing that I felt felt real for the character that she might have had that big revelation and that understanding but she's still a mess and she's got a lot of processing to do which is why when like someone wants to take away her dagger and like change plans and make her do things that are like not According to her instincts, she's got a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. And I was, yeah, I think that it's interesting as well that so many people she cares about died off or left. And so yeah, I think that I just I just want her to have time to have a sit down and a coffee. You know? Like it's a bit of a thing where I was like, I'm glad that we've got Grizzop in there forcing things onward for like the good of the party. But there's been a couple of times she's tried to have a conversation.
2: He's been like, No, we've got to go. I just want to cry. <laughs> no time. Um, yeah. Cry on the way. You chose definitely right. the wrong party member for that. Like, right. Either me or Hamid. Yeah, but that, been so much better. But the problem there is that like both of them
4: are too
3: touchy feely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah.
4: Like that's the thing. You
3: Need cold, emotionless discussion about emotions. Exactly. I get you.
4: Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: You need right. a chat bot that's been taught what anger is.
4: Exactly. And it's... I
3: gave you one, and all you did is turn it off. Yeah. <laughs>
4: It's too well she had a lot of really heart-wrenching <laughs> conversations with it.
3: Yeah, she did. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like rock was built as a pivot point and all those conversations were like cool, adapt or change, uh, yeah. uh, adapt or die and then it was like cool, Sasha starts making new friends yeah. and a, and trusting more people and stuff. Uh, yeah, mm. she
4: she felt that, oh I had been loved and and was yep. cherished and so can be is and, so, and I, yeah, I I just think she she needs to have a bit of a sit down and a hug. I hope that she makes some friends that are slightly less busy
3: at some point <laughs> but it is a thing to be aware of then on the gming side is a lot of people will say and they're wrong too. you know character is on the player side mm. the world is on the gm side as a gm you absolutely have to provide those pivot points mm-hmm. if you do not provide a i mean you can get lucky so some things will turn into that even if you were just laying out the world and the world panned out that way mm. great but if you do not also engineer some, you're basically trusting whether people get bored of the character and walk away and whether that character becomes unplayable to to chance. Mm -hmm. Whereas you you kind of have to be like, cool, every so often, I don't have like a set number of episodes, but I just kind of do it by feel, but every single one of you has to get a certain number of pivot points every so often. And I stagger them so that that way it isn't just the Sasha show, the Sasha show for like Mm -hmm. a season. But at the same time I can tell when it's been too long since one of you has had a pivot point because it gets your character can get bland Mm. and I don't mean like performance wise but I mean like not enough has happened so you're just sort of ticking along a little bit Bertie got a little bit that way towards the end Mm. like after the Zolf stuff which was his final pivot point and one of
5: one of James's rules for the character was he can't grow and he can't learn because he's a horrible person and I want him to stay a horrible person. But
3: that put yeah. an expiration date on the character. Yeah. That's such
5: a tough. I constraint. think he
3: ran about as long as I've ever had a character like that last. Mm. And even then, that came at the expense of Zolf sort of leaving. Yeah. But that that was a, that's a good example of one where, like, yeah, he expressly said, "No, what was it? No hugs, no." I forget what it was, Some but probably the, the, the no the no <laughs> yeah. the no no change rule is. It's a, it's a thing, and it's not that it's a bad character choice. It's just it forces change on everyone else. Yeah. So every single time your characters are presented with a pivot choice that they reject, mm. you're actually pushing the onus onto everyone else to change around you, which can work. Like, I have seen it happen where one person plays that character and everyone likes them so much that everyone else picks up that slack. Mm. But you are warping their play around you. Yeah. I, most often I actually see it in the rogue thing, or like, I'm a lone wolf. Yeah. Mm. And that can work but more often than not it puts the onus on other people and eventually people are like eh. Okay. So yeah it's, it's it's not that it's a wrong choice it's just it's a more like difficult choice to pull off long term You have I think. to
4: remember that since Barrett turned up has been what four or five days? Mm. Like,
5: yeah is yeah. This that's biz- the other thing is, about game time. It's
4: this bizarre thing of like we just dash around too much to yeah. sometimes have those kind yeah. of reflections and conversations and that's fine because particularly as this being a like uh a podcast means that stuff needs to happen, but there all the kind of fluff moments mm. are either implied or like so rare and precious like, yeah so is it not that I think the pacings so
5: that's that 's actually one of the things yeah. I found most difficult about the, the long term nature of the game. The thing I feel has been lacking is the in depth development of the specific relationships between the characters and the party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Sasha started off so closed, and there's mm. like her and Hamid. Like I, they're the two who've been around the longest. I would have yeah. loved to have seen more moments of them learning to de- to know each other, to support each other.
2: Yeah,
5: which was really difficult because they're so different. Yeah, and actually, I've read a couple of pieces of really amazing fanfic about moments between them, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I wish that
3: had happened for real. Absolutely. Yeah. um I, I haven't read the fanfics, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and uh,
5: like. For well, for, from Hammond's perspective, like it was, it wasn't really going to happen with Bertie. As soon as the exposition yeah. box happened, and he revealed he was only along because he had to be, Hammond Hammond was actually quite hurt by that. Oh yeah, Hammond checked out emotionally. Yeah. yeah, and like it was happening with Zolf, and like yeah, and that's the reason it, it became the it became the primary ship <laughs> in the fandom. Because it's
4: the only possible people. They have one conversation. Yeah, <laughs> Alex allowed them one slow chat. Yeah, and from that,
5: um, like, and I, I, I'm very much not. I don't ship the two of them, but I can see why people did. Because they were break- starting to break down those emotional barriers between yeah. the two of them. And I was really enjoying that. And then Zolf had to leave because of the past p- dynamics. And, I don't, again, I don't think Grizzop and Hamid, like ever since that whole bit in Cairo, Like that's not mm, going to happen. they do never resolved I, don't, that. Yep. I honestly don't think Hamid is ever going to be able to fully trust Grizzop on an emotional level. Absolutely trust him on every other level, without yeah. question. But he'd never be able to open up to him. And maybe that will happen for Hamid and Azu, especially now where we are at the beginning of season four. But yeah. it, I'd be surprised if
3: we have time for it. But this is your pivot point. I've, this is the yeah. first one where I've synced took a pivot point for all of the party simultaneously. I, and I kind of hope it does, to be honest. And I think it very I, much honestly, could.
2: Back in Cairo, I was thinking, I think Hamid and Azu could be like best buds.
5: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and that, that's one thing I missed. Now, you know, I've played in other long-term campaigns and I have found in the past playing a character for this long you do get tired of them like playing the same And I, but one of the things I absolutely built in from the start for Hamid was the potential and the hard to avoid potential for growth and for change mm. both mechanically and emotionally and I've absolutely loved it I mm. love playing Hamid the hardest thing for me about the long term nature of having to play Hamid is I'm so scared he's going to die <laughs> just so Oh, scared, Alex! Oh, right.
2: In
3: one, one, eight, I was, I was like,
2: yeah. no, my precious boy.
5: But
3: you have also, oh. all of you, honed in on my my secret shame that I don't like to talk about a lot, but I will here, which is everyone has the thing that they're not good at in terms of sort of like making a campaign and so on. And I have one real problem, which is I think if I could travel back in time and redo all of this differently, I would change the tempo of this show. And part of that is because, honestly, I'm four years better run as a GM than I yeah. was then.
2: Yeah, like you've done this so much. You've got so much experience. The
3: thing is, as well, is originally I hadn't done the podcasting as well. Like, this is the mm. first ever podcast I ever ran. And, and, and gee, God. Yeah, this started <laughs> with a show and now I run a network. That's yeah. the thing. But um, part of that was, you know, trying to figure out what it is that an audience wanted. And I underestimated when I started this just how much people need that downtime and and like length of term growth. Mm. So the issue is I use the rules of TV, which is you use a ticking clock to make sure that things keep happening and that characters keep moving. But RPGs aren't the same. They're just not. Mm. And I think that's my biggest failing is I... Even now, because I've, I've, A, because I've gotten in habits and the shape of the campaign and blah, 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 because the camp came from ground one was always built to have a ticking clock, mm. is that if I was running this with friends and not just as a recorded thing, but as like a just social thing where mm. I can afford to spend three hours. like any of you guys feeling combat today? No. Great. Let's just chill. I would have had a lot more downtime and all of your this would have probably paid out the course of about... 10 years for the yeah. characters. That's not an exaggeration. Mm. I would have had like or at least a, a more more than oh, 2 yeah. months. I'd have had like you you complete an arc it's like cool. reconvene in 6 months. Great. And I'd have done that. But yeah, unfortunately it's sort of been baked in from the start. But that's yeah. the that's the biggest it, it shift works. I think.
4: And it means that yeah. we've been able to get through a lot and gone to lots of different locations and that's encounters. Been really cool. And there's been different pacings to different bits. Yeah. And like the whole like the emotional stakes are really high it's just that a lot has to be conveyed sometimes in a couple of words mm-hmm. and yeah it's a bit like i think that sasha is probably the closest to opening up to wild yeah, she's like they've the had, puns
2: with the routine. they like,
4: had their breakfast together. Like fair <laughs> point, had actually, this Yeah, whole, yeah. Like she got, she made him some food and tried to have jokes. And both he, of you
3: get the long-term illness that no one else really seems to wrap yeah, their head around. Yeah,
4: right? They're both trying to like sharing and understanding what it's like to have a chronic like wasting disorder. Like so, <laughs> just having chilling and understanding. But, yeah, I think of all the characters that she might. If, if she were if something were to happen to her or that she like one of the characters that she'd miss the most would be wild probably Aww.
5: and, and Hammy got the chance to be emotionally open with his sister yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah. that I mean yeah. that was a huge scene yeah. and again the fans reacted to it like yeah. to, and I felt the same like that was such an important moment for him to just mm, be like yeah. this is what I'm going through right now yeah because he's I, a very emotional little guy he is he's got a-
4: or a tiny heart heart, or (laughs) a big there's not much else but it's just a big that's why it keeps coming out
3: of his sleeves
2: (laughs) Yeah, and, um, yeah I think you're being a little bit hard on yourself because yeah. like you've got to remember like all the time constraints that you've been under because you're like mm. okay this has to be 25 minutes Yeah, and then something has to be 25 minutes and then we've got to do that like four times a <laughs> <Yeah.
5: laughs> little, bit, little bit that's an incredibly difficult yeah. thing and you, you do an amazing
3: job at yeah. well yeah. you know with with everyone telling me how wonderful I am why don't we take a break there and then we'll come back and start <laughs> ah, discussing Alex, like so how long So lovely. Things be would you like a chip oh yeah I would uh, you know uh, what yeah, I'm wonderful
1: mm. num num yeah, delicious
3: pride chips num num
0: BlueNile.com
3: And welcome back. Oh, it's... I don't have to be like, great, okay... Where were we? What's happening? <laughs> roll, roll another. We, we were, I gave we you the were, wrong thing. We
4: were talking about emotions, emotions, and and length, and and, and uh, length, you're um, actually all right, Alex. It's roll, fine. Roll, roll, it a quality, just just roll, a quality dice Roll um, a quality dice Oh, we've we've got we're three
0: quality. Three, you, you're middling, <laughs> three. middling. Middling quality. Middling no, <laughs> quality. That's, that's a two. Oh no! <laughs> I can't do
3: that. <laughs> now we've got to re-record the re-intro. <laughs> <Boom>. Just cut. <laughs> So, yeah, we have been discussing some of the difficulties that can come with playing a character over the long term. But I'm now going to open this a bit further to Mm. looking forward. Can we talk about the
4: positives of doing it long term as well? So
3: that's one of the things I want to tie it to is... looking. Yeah, I mean,
5: it's been amazing for me. I already said this a bit, but but playing Hamid as a person who could change and grow and getting to play through that. And he has changed so much since the beginning. And really, not necessarily how I thought you would, but yeah. similar to how I thought you would, it's been what great. What
2: do you talk about? It? It's like you're talking yeah. about your child.
4: I think Sasha's changed an
2: enormous
5: yeah. amount. Yeah.
4: I very much agree with the fact that the film starts off with the introvert who has to go off and save the world by working with other people. When they go back, they're still an introvert because that is not a yeah. bad thing to be. Yeah. like That's the... Sasha learned that she can open up to some people and that sometimes you get hurt, but like that doesn't mean that... Yeah, so but there
3: this... will always be gargoyles to help you through those. <laughs> exactly. But
2: exactly. Yeah.
4: Like it's you know, and she's got her coping strategies. She's got very healthy coping strategies, including throwing her knives lots, and saying hello to people in high places. Like that's fine. But yeah, that's it's been a joy, a lot of it. It's been Absolutely. it's been great fun. And it's great fun to like you can fall back on the awkwardness sometimes <laughs> and just be like, but what is that?
3: hi other people in the podcast you deal with this topic
4: (laughs) i just what no i fade into the background like a like a really well camouflaged owl (laughs) stick with
3: it oily night (laughs)
0: Um.
3: (laughs) so out of curiosity then (laughs) in the long term like looking forwards things then What things are you now that you're... You've been running your characters a long time. Mm -hmm. What is it that you're looking forward as? Things in the campaign or things going forwards that now that you've navigated doing long-term already and you still have long-term ahead of you, like what change are you going to implement or what are you looking forward to as the most positive thing then?
4: I'm going to be a bloody dragon. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean that's, that, the that's end goal.
5: That's like a mechanical thing. Like you know, I obviously I enjoy the numbers side of RPGs. I think <laughs> that's been obvious from day one. <laughs> but yeah, so I've had you know I've had the the I've always had this hook there mechanically for Hamid that I've enjoyed playing through and getting more dragony has been amazing and yeah I want to be a I want to be a big dragon. But I mean. <laughs> Don't we
2: all
4: though,
5: Oh, yeah. It's a universal story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Really, the quest to become a dragon,
4: the coming of age into being Be a, a dragon. dragon. Yeah,
5: yeah. So Hamid's learned to cope with everything, you know, and you know he's grown into, I mean, to at least to some degree, the leadership of the party in that sense. Like, you know, he definitely would not have been, he would have been terrible at it. And you know, like, I feel like in Rome, especially, like, you know, like responding to the the people who took the hostages with. No, go away. We're not doing what you tell us. Was a big moment for him. Yeah, like one of the things that one I think one of his major flaws that I built into him at the start. He's always been easily led by other charismatic people. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it's like he, you know, the reason he has this kind of backstory of being a dickhead is because he'd surrounded himself with dickheads, Mm. and he wanted to be like them. And it so much of the party, you know, Zolf mostly at first was about learning to be a better person and then mm-hmm. the Palin's come along and you know that that's continued and you know and then in Rome when he was like, like right here's a plan to assault the compound like and didn't go to plan at all but the fact that you know he, he yeah. was kind of comfortable being like well Sasha you're really good at this bit why don't you do this bit the three of us can do this bit and like mm. managing Ed and stuff like that. It's difficult. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I've, I've really enjoyed playing. And I think that...
4: <laughs> I'm allowed to lie. <laughs> I loved
5: it. I loved it. I was just, like, just like, how can I reconcile what I need right now with this character? I was like, yeah, do it. Genius. The it. thing it's like,
2: you're not, you're not wrong. Yeah.
5: Um, so for me, I'd love to see Hamid now that he's grown into that position to learn to deal with his own power and privilege. Like, he is canonically becoming a very powerful person within this world Mm. simply in terms of his ability to cast spells, but also the fact that he's going to inherit financial power from his family Mm. and social power from his family and he could turn into a dragon and inherit. Like, (laughs) I'd I'd love to see him deal with that and learn to acknowledge his power and therefore, learn to use it more. Like you know, I'm.
3: It's what they always say, you know, with great power comes great chance of spell failure.
5: Mm. Yeah, it's a true story. I'd love, I'd love to see him have that kind of moment. It's like, right, I have so much power. I have to learn to use it in a helpful way. And I'm, you know, I'm a massive lefty and a liberal. And therefore, for me, I'd love to see that. And I think it's always been a risk with Hamid that he turns into another Bertie and he's never going to be as obviously terrible a person as Bertie is because he's just smarter. Mm. But he could be like, you know, he could be awful if he just learnt to abuse his power. And I think he's only really realised he's got power quite recently.
0: Mm. So I
5: think that, emotionally, I think that's the final thing that Hamid has to learn and process is, oh my God, I'm really powerful Can I be sensible about that? Do I acknowledge it and use it respectfully and helpfully, or do I buy into it and get drunk on it and You are tempting
3: it. me with the most amazing non-canonical side quest ever. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Sun version of Hamid where he gets placed in all of the worst people. <laughs> <laughs> what does Hamid look like in that world? That would be amazing. That would be really... <laughs> I'm not even joking. That would be yeah. really interesting. Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> kind of in fact, yeah. awesome. in, the,
4: in the timeline that has been created from Sasha and Grizzop going back, there's a whole <laughs> load mm. of different things about where Apophis' kiddies Oh, you know Maybe. what?
3: I'm, I'm just a loud multiverse now. Yeah. <laughs> Great let's do, let's do job it. done. Let's do it.
4: The thing is, I uh. want to hear more about Azu's backstory, but because we don't know it in... I almost feel like learning more
2: about Azu here, I don't want to spoil any of the... Because I want to know more about what happened with Azu. So what's interesting for me with Azu is that she, unlike most of the characters so far like she's actually like she started out quite
3: well adjusted <laughs> <laughs> true, true,
2: like she had a pretty yeah. happy family yeah, life
3: you didn't like... meet a bunch of people and declare that they're all your wives yes but that's a good thing <laughs> oh so, <laughs> the mis- The mistake isn't that you're overly familiar it's that i am not familiar enough of yeah. course yes uh. <laughs> um, so she's like really
2: community and family focused. Yeah. So her automatic. Do, do you know? Oh, what are they called? There are these huge rodents in some island. Capybaras. Yeah, the ones that are friends with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Azu. like she's just like a a person.
0: Capybaras.
2: <laughs> Capybar- <laughs> capybaras are the ones that are super chill, yeah. and people and things chill on top of them. Yes, and, exactly. And so like she just sees everyone else as like part of like her clan. Mm. I guess. That's how she interprets her worship of Aphrodite, I think. There is a lot in her backstory that has really not come up. We've only met her brother.
5: I think it would be really interesting. We've seen so much of Sasha's backstory and Hamid's backstory because we've been around so long. Yeah. But we've had, you know, we know that both Azu and Grizzop have past traumas and past <laughs> yeah. relationships and it would be wonderful to get a chance to explore I've some of that. have literally
2: asked! <laughs> As like, just an aside, like a metacast we should do at the end of uh, season four should like it should be a Q and A of like what do you want to know about our characters,
5: all the secrets that we didn't get a chance to reveal yeah. in play. Ooh.
2: Like she has she has four major characters in her backstory. One of them is Aaron Fairhands. One of them is her brother. And there's two
3: no <gasps> no <gasps> there's more
2: there's two mystery <laughs> ones and then one who Ooh. could or could not Ooh. be around. Ooh. <laughs> um, how
5: intriguing. What a, what a
2: mystery of mysteries.
5: I mean, there's still there one. There
2: could be a mystery.
5: There's still... Is there
4: a mystery? <laughs> we don't know. That's a mystery. There's still
5: one character I specifically wrote into Hamid's backstory that hasn't turned up yet, and really? could, and that could be quite. They interesting. were behind Hamid 2. <laughs> An experiment went wrong. An evil hammered was born. giving the biggest side eye to Alex, because I I bet he hasn't forgotten.
2: No, no, I don't think Alex forgets anything. I don't think he's capable of forgetting. (laughs) No, no, I think it'll just get filed away. In terms of going forward, I'm really interested to see... So the reason I said that she's really well-adjusted is that I want to see how she actually copes with her entire world suddenly changing like this. Oh, God,
5: season four's going to be crazy. It's
2: going to be... R- r- just ridiculous because I mean, she's had difficult choices to make before. She has never had something of this magnitude
5: happen.
3: I'm sure Azu will be fine doing triage for the entire world. I'm sure that will well, also. It's no the guilt about losing
5: Sasha and Grizzop and that's going to yeah. hit both of them hard. And I, I think, mean, especially because it was Azu's fault. Well,
0: I think. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, I think. I mean. I think Hamid will almost cope with it better because he's been through so much already. Plus, it's yeah. Azu's fault, not his. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't next to either of them in the circle. Maybe that will help. Well, the help. thing we'll is, see. as well... I w- mean, having not been rescued by his little brother? How are you managing to be the worst, even in a
3: metacast? <laughs> it takes years of I can't respect practice.
5: your craft here. You're applying no craft to a metacast. <laughs> There's craft. Good. It's, it's awesome.
0: deep
2: magic. <laughs> the thing is, and it's not just the loss of Grisop and Sasha, it's Azu was one of the ones who's really pushing to go to Rome. Yep. Yeah. So well, she's... Same. like,
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but she's going to feel it. Yeah, yeah. Really, really deeply. Um, (gasps) It's
4: another thing that Sasha predicted. Like yeah. she predicted that in the opera house she was like if the show goes do you want the show to go ahead or do you want your sister to die she was like if we go to Rome like I'm just gonna get killed and it's gonna be your fault I'm pretty sure <laughs> she even said that I'm pretty sure she almost said those exact words
5: can like, you just, just stop giving Alex ideas I'm gonna get killed and
4: I'm gonna be so annoyed at you guys
5: <sighs> like clearly Zolf needs to not talk to Mr. Seedling in exactly the same way you need to not talk yeah. to Alex <laughs>
4: the, thing, the thing is what would be quite sweet is if she actually has quite a happy ending just one that you guys don't know about but you <laughs> but you're all grieving and she's like oh this is great yeah. <laughs> lovely
3: yeah. just a ghost at your own funeral aww mm. I also don't have to talk to you this is amazing
4: yeah. <laughs> I'm even better at sneaking <laughs> <laughs> didn't but, think I could be any better
5: I'd love do it you. if you do come back from the past though and you just turn up behind us in your normal way where we don't yeah. even see you approach yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah and in fact then maybe gets like taped out
5: I of I the was, circle I was here the whole time I was just I was just standing in the back <laughs>
3: From the GM side, I am going to shift slightly into a little bit more mechanics things for a little bit, which Ooh. is if we're dealing with things that are going to be long running, I've already talked about like you have to put your pivot points and blah, blah, blah. Another one, which I'm not going to dive into hugely, is you need to vary the encounters a lot so different people have chance to shine and you have to stagger them in the same way. There's no point mm-hmm. having a Azu's amazing for six weeks and everyone's terrible Then Hamid's amazing for six weeks and everyone's... You have to sort of stagger them as much as you can. I'd have varied encounters more than I have, but it would make the combat run long, like three, four mm. sessions in a row, and I don't want to do that. So that's the other negative, is normally if I was running this, you'd have a lot more complicated if encounters. If just an RPG game, you would be we'd, having... have,
5: we'd have afternoons with, which were nothing but combat, we don't yeah. want to make and four straight yeah, episodes exactly. that are nothing but combat. And
3: you would have yeah. far more complicated ones, whereas normally what I'll tend to do is introduce the new mechanic or the new toy of the day, you'll all interact <laughs> with it, and then we move on. Mm. But... In the longer-term play, the other thing that's worth bearing in mind and will affect character as well in a way that I think some of you might underestimate is at higher levels, characters change quicker and harder and generally things get a bit more messy because all of the characters can affect more change in the world Mm. just straight out of the gate. As a result, the encounters have to match up with them. But what that means is two things. One, things get more lethal. And I don't just mean that, like, oh, you're going to burn through characters. But I I do mean quite literally, like, at higher levels, because there's so many toys at play, even if I wanted to pull a punch, which isn't a thing I do, it'd be like, oh, no, what? I forgot this character has 15 attacks. No, never mind. But the other thing as well is collateral is another thing to bear in mind is you're reaching the point where you're already sort of becoming the biggest and the best, from here is where you start being basically God-striding the landscape, <laughs> leaving consequences in your wake. You see, you say that, but we're only level eight, and it has felt like, for
5: example, you know, the heads of the university are probably level 15 or 16. So, That's still quite so a so massive So the reasons golf.
3: for this is... I've actually tried to front-load a lot of this as much as possible so that at really low levels, you turn the internet off. Yeah. Mm. Like, normally, that would not happen in the campaign. At those levels, it's mostly like, thank you for fetching those carrots. I greatly appreciate (laughs) it. And I've deliberately, to make it more listenable, never mind anything, else, front-loaded that. But also, in general, the thing that hasn't come up much is stuff like any single one of you could basically single-handedly take down a town in different ways. Like, there are things to bear in mind in that, and I think it starts to affect character Cleave more just as well. keeps going. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does. <laughs> like,
0: oh Well, god. we saw
5: Azu wading through a crowd once, and Firewall obviously is quite powerful against a crowd too. Mm. I mean, I've had to pick a level four spell when we're levelling up to level eight, and I'm like, oh my god. There's proper spells in there. I mean, I mean yeah, I, it's been a tough choice.
2: I've not looked at mine yet.
5: <laughs> I'm really excited to see, like... Just how much more I can cut
2: people's heads off. Like, <laughs> I didn't I
5: didn't want to just buy more stuff that did damage. So I'm thinking about other things, but hmm. But
3: in general, one of the things at high level play that can also be an issue is things can get away from you as a GM a lot more. So one of the things is at low levels it's dead easy to keep track of like mechanics. It's just right. If Sasha is seen, she dies. If Hamid sneezes, he dies. <laughs> uh, if 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 Zolf basically does anything he will be slow and <laughs> if Bertie is left in a room with any NPC it will all go wrong like yeah. but at the higher levels that you get there are more and more complicating factors that you have to keep factoring in mm. and it doesn't just carry a c- sort of cognitive load in sort of setting encounters so it's stuff like I now have to bear in mind like okay if this messes with Sasha's acrobatics but also I can't clump characters together because Hamid will kill them all mm. but I can't surround <laughs> the party because then Azu will get them all but if they're all far away Grizzop will get them and you have to keep building <laughs> new and interesting ways of yeah, doing in that. In terms of combat, we've built quite a powerful party gross- that can cope with a lot of different situations For your well. level, and because of the things that I've allowed and disallowed and so yeah. you're grossly overpowered for your level. <laughs> not, it, that's not-
5: true. We haven't been maxed as, much, as badly as it is possible to do so in a game of this sort.
3: It's, I don't know how to tell you this, Bryn. It's eat what you want, <laughs> not eat what you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but part of that as well is just that it's going to be the same at your end as well as players. You're going to have to start keeping track of more things and more things are going to fall through the cracks. And also, things get more lethal because it will just reach the point of Mm. I build an encounter that relies on you remembering that new thing that you levelled upon Mm. and you don't. Mm. And then it takes out one of you and it'll take out the next one. And and that's the thing is if you
5: take out one character, it's so much easier for that to snowball into everyone dying. And that's what nearly happened in Rome.
4: Yeah. Like, Sasha
5: was unconscious. I die all
4: the time. If I have yeah.
5: failed my reflex save, Hammond is dead. And then it's suddenly Azu against one...
2: Unarmored Azu.
3: Unarmored Azu against one oh, super powerful enemy.
2: Ran out in my pants,
3: basically. Like, <laughs> so it's one of those things where at the lower levels, everyone thinks TPKs are more common because everyone's squishy. And it's like, well, mm. yeah, but all of your enemies are also squishy. Here, at these high levels, you get those real hard pivot points yeah. where mm. a, single, the, the a single die roll can go wrong. And you're going to start encountering people who can do things like disintegrate Ugh, and things like no, that like no thank you <laughs> when stuff like that starts reintegrate reintegrate it's fine he'll get disintegrated on a windy day
2: <gasps> no
4: but
3: no in all seriousness snap what
0: is this I just,
2: oh,
3: I just I, mass I just, disintegrate
4: I just, I just realised that would have been so much less dramatic if there hadn't been a decent breeze like people would have just (laughs) long as (laughs) as (laughs) as they kind of (laughs) uh, blew away but thank goodness there was a breeze to make it cinematic
2: but it's because those of them are moving though so like but also that's a good example of late game play
3: Like it, just, no. it, it just is. Like, you hit the higher levels and some really weird stuff starts happening. That's, that was actually just wish gone wrong. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, that's exactly what a wish gone wrong yeah. looks like. Oh. And that's on the I mean, table that's still for a of, That's still a lot of
5: levels above I mean, us. This is, this is a 1 to 20 system, Alex, and we're at level 8. And let's be clear.
3: I like, I'm going to tell this now, and that some people will be sad. I am not just going to keep running this till you all hit level 20 and go, congratulations, you're all gods. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And don't get me started on epic Sasha, levels, w- where you go Sasha- to th- 30 and stuff it like... He will
4: oh. be, uh, like, god power long before level 20. Like, I think... Yeah. Assume-
3: level 15
5: is what I was thing- always
3: estimating as mm. god level. But the mm. thing is, is just your presence in the world will warp things yeah. around you as you hit the higher levels because it's stuff like... Mm. If, I, if you hit, like, a party of, let's say, 15, 16, realistically, because of the way things level up, I'm having to look at a CR 20 encounter. You know what a CR 20 encounter is? That's things like... A Tarrasque, what is this? It's roughly the size of Manchester. What's <laughs> it immune to? Everything. If you have to start plonking stuff like that in your world... I like,
4: acrobat over it and stab <laughs> it in the back. But my, my point is, is
3: when you start having to introduce things like that, you you. when I'm talking about warping the world, I'm not just saying things like, I declare myself king. <laughs> it's things like, you've got to keep generating those social and those physical encounters. And when you do, you're having to spend and stretch your world more and more. I've used a few tricks to get around it. Like... It's not going to come into play, so I'm I'm happy to discuss it now. I always had some late-game content for you. Like, if it was a DLC, you'd all go to Russia and Siberia because there's all loads of high-level stuff over there (laughs) that also just so happens to not be required to wander through the middle of Prague and and completely, like, break the game world. But you do have to think about these things and lay the groundwork. You
4: say that, does that mean it can't happen
3: now? I mean, maybe in a side quest, but I don't think there's a version... Yeah, it, see, how see, seeing it. Mm. But yeah, in, in all seriousness, there are chunks of this world that I built mm. that I don't think are ever going to come up. And part of that is because I didn't know how long things were going to run and things like that. Mm. But you've got to bake that in at the start. Because if you don't, it is stuff like, if you just started with, oh, there's a world and so on, eventually you are like, a Hydra's turned up. Wow, that feels like the kind of thing people would have noticed before now. Apparently not. <laughs> now there's a Hydra, deal with it. Also, oh no, it can... It can kill 50,000 people around. And oh no, this is terrible. Like, if you don't start laying that groundwork, things can get away with you real quickly. And I'm terrified. I'm, like, this I'm still what hoping the high level to hit level 9 and,
5: and or 10 before, before the campaign comes to an end. Uh, that'll happen easily, I can tell yeah, you that. Have another uh, like whether you five... survive till 9 or 10, I can't promise. Uh, yeah, I mean, dying is a constant risk that I'm terrified of. As, <laughs> as I said.
3: The important thing is that, that if TPK happens now, there will always be Chilva alone in the world and I'll just make it the Ben show, I
2: guess. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know if I'm scared of Azu dying. Go on. Like, I think I would be sad, but I don't think I'm like so attached to her as you have been. But then I've only been playing her like less than half as long as you have. But I do definitely love her.
4: Like, I think I would have been really upset to see Sasha die. She had a lot of emotional growth to do, and I think she still does. But the thing is, I can't see a lot of the emotional growth that she has to do happening in a fast-paced play yeah, environment. Yeah. Mm. If she had a big forgiving moment, which, like I say, she did, she hasn't had like a moment to step back and even talk through it. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, which like it would be really nice to have. But that isn't the sort of... Unfortunately, like a lot of the time in the real world you don't get the time that you want to deal with these things and in Mm. terms of in this one like She doesn't have, like, necessarily the time and space to do that. Uh, But that's not why I throw her into dangerous things. She's been doing that from the beginning because she's a show-off, firstly. (laughs) Not in a charismatic way, but in a, like, oh, I'm the competent one, and it really matters to me that I'm competent. Mm. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to fix this all. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And
4: and literally... And getting herself into ridiculous danger, like in Q. Like, that was stupid I mean it saved things but like it was a stupid thing to do to wander off on her own and like she keeps doing that like with the invisible thing again yeah. just like yeah. I'll do it I don't need anyone Ugh. like even though she now accepts she can have friends she still hasn't quite clicked like uh, I can ask the friends I can ask can the
2: have a
3: need Yeah, like, mm. they're not the same thing
4: right like she should be kind of adjusting me and like I should do this with my buddies but like she's still struggling with that live
5: together die alone
4: what oh I think, And now, finally, that whole thing of, like, the trap where she's angry at Grisop sort of makes it. She's like, I'm going to do this on my own. And it's like, no, we're going to save you. We're going to set yeah, this yeah. up all safe. And she's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. Whether it happens in, like, big explosion death thing right now, whether she wanders off into the sunset, whether she dies in a long time, whether we get to the end of the campaign and we do a, like, flash forward and it's 30 years in the future and she's all, like, I don't know, she's adopted a panda cub. Aww. <laughs> Like.
3: And taught it to stab.
4: Yeah! But they're so, <laughs> but they're so clumsy. <laughs> oh, claws! Um,
3: like, it's a long term project. We where, were just discussing yeah. when she's got the time to do these things. oh
4: it's like, well where, over. Wherever that happens, I will miss her. Right? Because it's. it's She's uh, she's she's my she's definitely like my silly, stabby, slight more, slightly more emotionally raw buddy, <laughs> right? Like,
5: I, I love all the characters. Like, yeah, yeah, I will miss if any of them die or leave.
4: I miss Zulf.
5: Same, like, I genuinely same, yeah. miss
4: Zulf. Like, I don't miss Bertie. No.
3: no he but, wasn't a friend.
5: <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> but, but I do. But Hamid is mine, and that's mm. why I have that extra attachment.
4: And with Bertie, I think about the things he did like I think about... Some disagreeable acquaintances <laughs> from my past, where it was like, oh my gosh, can you remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the weird thing is that like, we all live inside our heads all the time, right? So these characters, in a way, are just as real to us as like, are like, we all? We I've only spent ever... more time with these fictional people than most people I've ever met.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs>
4: like, definitely. I've spent more time with these people than a lot of my close friends. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which leads then to the last consideration, which is. Just something to bear in mind, both on the GMing side and the player side is I'm not hiding this fact. We are entered to the end game now. And that title is <gasps> the fact that that is coming up at the same time is just wonderful for me. <sighs> um, but in real terms, of course that, that,
2: Doctor that, Strange.
3: But that is what is we're into now. We are into like Season four is gonna be the last season. Season four is the last season. There is no season five. I like there is not. There just there just isn't going to be how long season four is that's up for grabs but there will not be a season <laughs> hundred fifty million episodes is,
4: they've got longer each time
5: but that's the thing true. the thing, By significant not, not margins, quite not quite
4: I thought it went like 20, 30, 40.
5: no it's 41 ish wow
3: but the thing is is let's let's play something out. Mm. It could easily Have, be another
5: 50. Could, Imagine if he managed to time it to end exactly 200, just like the Magnus Archives is exactly 200. I Do you think he's ha- that skillful? I, I wouldn't, but Do you it think his craft him. is that good? I'd, oh, I'd love to. Good, aim for but, it, but good isn't the right word. That's
3: a real tall order. That's a real tall order. Yeah, right? Good, tall good order.
5: Is,
0: like,
4: is, is a diamond axe per, with a perfectly honed thing. Is that good? That <laughs> no, it's a neutral instrument. <laughs> is this dagger that you Poo see? Before, neutral. Yeah. Is, but I, Alex is poo neutral. <laughs> I,
3: I am chaotic poo. I'll, that's not true. I'm lawful poo. I'm lawful poo. But. Poo
4: <laughs> where I'm supposed to poo, the time I'm supposed to
3: poo. That, that's a joke from teacher. the
5: episode we recorded just before this one, which way we may not have aired yet, so we'll see.
3: <laughs> but I don't know. Possibly not. We might reverse the order. Well, anyway, ju- jumping yeah, back to the, 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 the biggest danger here now is let's say Hamid dies. Mm. Okay? a dodge roll happens. He gets Mm. that natural one, he gets a chance to save himself, gets a natural one and he fails those death saves because no one else is there to help him because Azu's too guilty and the other two party members are
2: gone. (laughs) Azu's (laughs) too... like
3: She's just in a a corner.
5: If he dies, I really hope it's some sort of heroic
3: sacrifice and not just something went wrong. But here's the thing. I love
2: that we die together.
3: But here's the thing. Yep, This is where the game, meta game starts mushing into your story world is... I wouldn't then just say, right, Bryn, don't come back. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But then you've got the whole mess of how do you navigate... We've already covered, you know, how do you introduce new characters, blah, 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 blah. But when you're in the end game, like, everything's sort of been building up to this and you're introducing a new character and things like that is, it's a lot to process, both it's cool. in character While, while we and were out. stuck
5: in the dilated time dimension, one of my younger brothers, who is also a sorcerer, and essentially identical to me in several ways, to <laughs> gradually growing up.
0: Yes, yes Someone they
5: does get to face it with an identical character.
3: But, my point being though, is that it makes the big thing to watch out for, is it makes character creation harder for two yeah, reasons. Yeah. It makes it more difficult for you to make something that is it, you have to work harder to fit it into the world. You can't just go, oh, and there's this massive thing because sometimes it can interfere with that. So you got to work with your GM more. That's fine. And then the other one is you've got to trust the rest of your players to open the doors to you. Like I, I would trust all of you to do that easily. Like if a new character was to drop in tomorrow, you you we would all collectively find a way to get them in. Yeah, you did it with Grisant. You've done it with it's Azu. It's a bit of
5: metagaming. Yeah, like, absolutely, Hamid has been aggressively trusting. welcoming and trusting to <laughs> th- three characters, Grizzop, Azu, I'm and Ed. Ed. Yeah. Because mm. Bryn knows that that's the quickest way to keep the story moving exactly. in a nice way. Like, And it you know it happened when we were in the basement with Ed and, and mm. Sasha was like, why the hell are you trusting this guy? And I'm like, well, yes, in character, I don't really have a good reason, but it's just mm. out of character, we, I we know.
3: We're going to fluff this so one. So that's yeah. why mm. I...
5: That in, and I do do that like yeah, it has to be in a role playing game to keep it a positive good environment there has to be that that at least a tiny bit of metagaming mm. that helps you keep the story progressing and the longer in a good the story way.
3: runs the more important that gets mm. both from the player end and the gm end is you've got to start if you want to see this through to the end you know life's about compromises and you're going to have to start making more of them just in in other ways as well and it's The benefit, the one major benefit of long play is you don't reach this point Mm. if you haven't got a group that you trust, that you've spent years playing with you can't play for two years if you haven't got a group that you you could oh, yeah. play and, with yeah, out a a two years. I have so much trust for everyone like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know. yeah. that's, that's the thing is you can't reach this point really if yeah. you have a party mm-hmm. that isn't gelling yeah. so it is one of those problems that sort of solves itself <laughs> yeah. but you do have to be aware of it I think
2: what's really nice is that I think our fans know
3: that we all get on and trust yeah. each other as well apart like from Ben I don't know how he got in here <laughs> yeah. He's he just breaking one in day. every time. <laughs> like we've barricaded the door,
4: he comes in the window. No!
3: We just we just learn to roll with it. Yeah. mostly.
4: <laughs> we're actually most of the time we're just throwing dice at him, trying to get him out of the room.
3: We keep no yelling "Pathfind," but it just makes him more angry. <laughs> Miss Ben, yeah, I like him. Well, I think he's on that he's been
4: gone for all of forty-five minutes, <laughs> and we are sad.
3: I think on that I'm probably going to wrap this one up. It's yeah. been a it's been a nice kind of loose, chatty it's one. Fun, um yeah. It'll be nice to return though to fifty to sixty pages of prep. That'll be good for
4: everyone. <laughs> mostly, you gotta find yourself a. Uh, who can do both you know yeah. pace a 45 minute session and a 4 to 5 year campaign you know find yeah. yourself someone that has those skills just lying around No, I
3: disagree <laughs> the hard bit is finding anyone who can schedule stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, honestly that's the one uh, takeaway from that, this yeah. entire <laughs> meta absolutely the reason this is lucky is that what I did is I built an entire company so you'd feel slightly guilty if you missed the session. No, no.
4: <laughs> the whole reason that I did this is that I kept trying to do long-term role playing games does it? and everyone's just too busy. Yeah. But and we just had a improv troupe that had had to break up and uh, like because we couldn't do as many evening shows anymore and I was like give me an excuse to see my friends again <laughs> all the time and you were like yes here is an excuse yep. and also they will do it because guilt and yep. I was like yes guilt is such a great motivator
3: <laughs> it's, so,
5: it's the best aspect is yeah is it's that guilt that pressure to turn up every two weeks and it's, have some
3: fun it's Yeah, great yeah if you want to do long term play set up a podcast yeah. and then run it for years <laughs> this is why the market has become flooded.
5: <laughs> <laughs> everyone's, everyone's already taken realized. this piece of advice
0: everyone's really is. <laughs> literally is uh.
2: get, get yourself all the pieces are falling into yeah. place suddenly of this course it's all your fault Alex
4: get yourself an Alex and then don't let him out
2: plan well he doesn't let
3: himself
5: out so yeah. there you go Right. Really, it's so... and on that note
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we will all be returning next week I'm not gonna lie I don't know what's coming next week I've lost track because we have so many <laughs> like a chronological. We, we could
5: take a week off. It's between seasons. Yeah. Just have one week where there's no episode.
4: His face Give is yourself twitching. a break, man. Have have a holiday. Alex. Have a dinner. I mean, yeah, eat some. I'm food. mostly
3: thinking we could run some extra content during. Ah, this. Oh, bye, guys. Bye. bye. <laughs>
2: Hello, everyone. Helen here. Today I'm here to tell you about Celine, a podcast recently launched on the RQ network. Step into Celine, a city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels, and eerie sleepwalkers, meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street, newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey, and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humour with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. And now you can experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. So, search Celine wherever you get your podcasts that's S E L E N E or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information.